0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast.
2: Hey everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam Podcast. Here, wherever you get your podcasts, or on Patreon a day early. My name is Kenny. Joined as always by Mister Finley Martin. Finn. I'm. It's it's rare that I'm more in more southern in England than you are, but that's where we are today. I'm in London. You're in Lancaster. So it's it's uh, it's it's a, it's a change of pace for us.
3: That's it's a change of location, switching size, switching channels. Um, but yeah, how is it down there? You're down there for SmackDown and Money in the Bank and various other WWE-related and wrestling-related items, I imagine.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a press morning tomorrow morning. It's Thursday and we're recording this, so uh, there's a press morning tomorrow morning with people like LA Knight, uh, Bailey, Zoe Stark, Pretty Deadly. So, Are you going to rest- be
3: asking any hard-hitting questions,
2: Kenny? That's what people need to know. Uh, I mean, there's nobody really there. That is, well, I mean, I am. I, I mean, I. I, I, mm, I guess. I, I mean, the the plan is to maybe speak to somebody at the press morning. I won't say who for the magazine. Okay. So if, if that happens, there will be some hard hitting questions for that. Um, but yeah, you can, you tend to find in the kind of the conveyor belt of three four minute rounds, it's quite difficult to. You can't really. You can't really get them. Vulnerable enough To really yeah. go in With uh, I,
3: I guess the only way You can really Approach it In that short time frame And with You know The WWE You know Chaperones everywhere Is to You've got to kind of It's got to be dressed up As kind of like A whimsical question Hasn't it But With a slightly yeah. Hard hitting edge
2: Yes And that's so to, You know LA night's an example So today I'm going to be Sort of going over The LA Knight interviews Of the week And kind of going Right Okay Watch his answers because in a lot of times if you're doing interviews if you actually watch the person being interviewed by other people and you look at how they answer questions you can kind of see where you could take it that it wasn't taken by other people um you know because that's kind of what we did you know with Dominic Mysterio when I was interviewing him I was I was watching all the stuff and I knew that he was going to want to try and be in character that was the he was going to try that so my I had to try and disable that at all costs which is yes. why, you know, you're asking him stuff about his childhood, because it's very hard to then, like, do your in-character stuff about your dad when you're training. So, you know, you just lull them in. I mean, look, I'm talking to you, you, you know this better than anybody. You, you, you're you the master of sucking them in and giving, <laughs> giving them the blow.
3: Well, not really, because it's a different environment. And I've never, I don't think I've ever done an interview in this environment before. They always do longer interviews. There are some short ones, but never like three or four minutes. And yeah. I don't think I've ever done one of those sort of interviews. Memory serves me correctly. So no, I, think, I, I understand it's, it's, the challenges you face. It's, it's more difficult than people think. I'm sure a lot of people think, well, why is he just asking him that fluffy question? And it's like, well, that's the environment. And that's sort of what you have to do in order to be invited back, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. And then you know, you've also got to kind of look at the idea of if you if you to so say you know we're doing an interview that you know that same person is going to be interviewed by twenty different people that day, so you have to kind of go right. What can I do that that will hopefully make mine be one of the better ones of the day? Um, so what I try to do is I am saying this now, and I'll, I'll end up not doing it, but I've seen other people who have like four minutes for somebody, and the first question is absolute garbage. It's just. Yeah nothing and you go but you don't have time for that you have to go straight in with you know like uh, you know I I, I can't remember exactly I think I was talking to Damien Priest last year at SummerSlam and one of the first questions I had was about working with edge because I thought maybe you can get something good at him working with edge you know in judgment day then then breaking up I thought if you start with that you might get something and if you don't you're straight into the next thing but you can't you know, like you said, if you had a t- 30 minute interview, you could start with a fluffer, a complete fluff yeah. question to just get them comfortable. But with four minutes, there's just no time to do that. It's just a waste of, you know, a, a minute, you know, a quarter yes. of your time. So,
3: absolutely. And then you start panicking. You're like, oh, no, the time's ticking away. Oh, what am I going to say next? And, yeah. oh, my plan is now torpedoed because the first question went completely to pot, went off course. <laughs> so, yeah, you can say LA night, say LA night, you say. LA Knight, we want you to win, the public wants you to win, I know that you want to win, the question is, are you going to win? And something like that, you know, because, (laughs) and then that covers a lot of bases where he's got the support of the public behind him and everybody wants this, you know, but is it going to happen? And you just sort of judge his reaction to that, you know, is he... Is he going to be this little sort of flicker in his eyes? This flicker of defeat? Are you going to detect it there in his eyes? Does he already know that he's not winning? Yeah, or is he like you know beaming with your know, confidence and you know because we know there's been certain wrestlers over the years that when they're walking to the ring, especially when they were
2: champions, Tony Storm, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> And it's just written all over the face and their body language. Yep, he's losing. Yep, she's losing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the real pros don't telegraph it, do they?
2: No, oh, I mean, yeah, it's funny because Elliot is the one, not, not the one. I mean, wait, he is the main one. He's the main one tomorrow that I'm looking forward to because in all the interviews I've seen him do this week and last week and recently, he's not someone who, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. AJ Styles is someone that when he's been WWE, he's quite a hard interview to do because he's just doesn't really give you anything yeah And he kind of i think there's maybe once or twice he's been quite open but like apart from that he's very just kind of you know doing the rounds for so his early night i think he gets that you know there's a, a swell on a fan support for him. so he's trying to make sure that when he does an interview he's given a lot of stuff to the interview yeah. so that then people like him even more so absolutely uh, i mean
3: look at poor Grayson waller I mean he got nothing out of AJ on WWE TV.
2: <laughs> no, he he did not. We should we should mention actually because Grayson has uh has it broke his leg? Oh no. Um well, let me just get this injury because he, ha- he has he is he injured. Uh, yeah, he's broken his leg. Um he uh was has said uh he did a, a video on his Twitter. Um but yeah, he's so uh he uh yeah, he said, I keep seeing what everyone's saying online. Am I just a talk show host now? If I was, I'd be the greatest talk show host in history. But as good as I am in the effect, when will I get back in the ring? The bad news is um, what I've learned in the last eight weeks, all the pain, all the suffering, rehab, uh, trying to be in the best shape of his life. But yeah, so he, so I think I don't think he broke his leg like now, but I think he broke it a little while ago. And um... that's been why we've been seeing him in this role.
3: I've got to say, you know, they've done a really good job actually of, of concealing that, and he's always in the ring, isn't he? When we when the cameras appear on the yeah. best of effect, and we never see him move, so that explains it. But they did a great job. Hey, Fabian, that one.
2: Yes, yeah, so apparently he he broke his leg in his last match with Carmelo Hayes. That's when he oh, did it. Well, so. Right?
3: yeah, yeah, Yeah. I remember that. I remember something did seem a bit off.
2: So when um, was that match? That match would have been. It's a while uh, ago now. Twenty fifth of April. That's when that was. So we're talking two, two months ago? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, at least he's on TV. At least they're, they're doing something. With, I mean, well, I say at least he's on TV. He's getting overshadowed by the that he's got as a guest. But, you know, at least he's around. So, yeah. um, well, listen, let's uh, dive into some of the news. Uh, let's talk about Raw from this past week. It was a go-home show for Money in the Bank. Um, How did they do overall, do you think, of kind of getting people excited about I, just thought, I, th- I thought they did a great job for the Seth and Finn Balor match I thought the, the Finn Balor video package was tremendous on sort of the, the history between them yeah yeah um and then obviously we had the the Rollins promo that turned into you know Balor attacking and having the brawl so I think they've done a really good job of making a match that I think at the beginning people weren't that fussed about to to making it quite a, an interesting program what do you think
3: Yeah, I think so as well. I like the fact that they brought Carmelo Hayes in as well. And that was, you know, joined up booking with Rollins was obviously in NXT last week. And then there was the post-match attack after Rollins had beaten Bron Breaker. Finn Balor attacked Rollins and then Carmelo Hayes uh, rescued Rollins from from the post-match attack. So it was good that Hayes was there on Raw and he prevented um, Finn Balor from using a chair on Rollins. Um, The only thing I didn't like about that was it led to a Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Finn Balor match. And I I was expecting an appearance from Baron Corbin and some type of distraction before Balor won. Obviously, Balor had to beat Hayes because Balor's challenging Rollins at Money in the Bank this weekend. So it was the right outcome. But I felt like they should have protected Hayes more on the finish. Um, But as far as, yeah, the the sit-down promo in which Balor was... Really determined, really serious, all business. There's no laughing and joking. He's hell bent on, you know, taking um, you know, he said that Rollins took everything from him like seven years ago, and Bala said now he was going to take it all back from Rollins. I mean, I thought it was very well produced. Um, and Balor just came across as a world title contender. You know, there's times when they haven't portrayed him as that, and we've always known that he could be that and actually is that if they just let him go. But yeah, he he, he seemed like a guy who could, because I mean, I think most people think that Rollins is going to return. It's kind of, you know, swimming upstream here. Because mm-hmm. Rollins obviously only just won the belt at Night of Champions, brand new title. So it does seem unthinkable that he could lose the belt so soon after he won it. But I think after that interview from Bala, I think more people are thinking, well, maybe this could be Bala's night.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think going in that I would even even part of me would think this could be Bowers' night. I mean, I still think Rollins to retain. But the fact that we're questioning it in any way shows they're doing their job and they're making us, you know, have, have a bit of doubt, which is what you want. I mean, if, if you don't have doubt in wrestling matches, what's the point? You know, I then you just.
3: I I mean, I'd love to see Bala win because I mean, he he really should have been an edge
2: at WrestleMania, shouldn't he? Oh, a hundred percent. It yeah, makes cause... less sense as time goes on.
3: Yeah, I just do not understand that results at all. And I think it would be, you know, a really sweet reward for Bala to end uh, Rollins' reign and then Rollins could regain at SummerSlam.
0: And I yeah. think that
3: would be a really, I think that actually would be a very interesting way to to work this feud because the title change would be very unexpected. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be huge for Bala And I think there'll be a massive reaction. I think possibly Bala will be cheered um this Saturday I'd be interested to see because obviously Rollins is now very popular it took him a yeah. very long time to become very popular, but he is now popular and I'm curious to see you know how the crowd will split and what the how much support ballot will receive in London but I think he does have a lot of support over here so its I mean there's a lot of really interesting matches at money in the bank money in the bank this saturday and and that's one that as a result of this thing that we're talking about now is I'm a hell of a lot more interested in and because I'm not convinced now that Rollins is going to return, and that's the art of promoting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, is to create I mean,
3: that element of doubt over who's going to win.
2: Uh, they did. They did have a segment with all the the women who are going to be in the the women's money in the back match, and they were kind of doing you know promos back and forth, and it ended with Trish kind of saying, you know, winning's what I do, and you know I'm going to win on on Saturday, and then um, they had a big fight, big brawl, and then Becky Lynch climbs the ladder takes the briefcase off of the hook and kisses it as her music plays i mean tell me she's not winning by telling <laughs> me she's without telling me she's not winning
3: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean this was the uh, the women's summit for the money in the bank uh, ladder match and uh, yeah they were all there i mean eel's not happy with bailey we know they're heading for splitsville which is Obviously, the right outcome for EO in particular. Curious to see what Bailey does after this split. Obviously, they're going to have a match, but EO really has to win that. So, <laughs> Bailey could be in trouble, you know, post-damage control. Um, But, yeah, I thought this was good. I mean, you know, Lynch just Lynch, – it was Lynch who started it. It was a big scrap there, and I think that's what he needed. It didn't overstay its welcome, and, you know, there were lots of people who really enjoyed seeing Becky Lynch climb the ladder and grab the briefcase – it's not going to happen on Saturday.
2: No, that was uh, that was for sure after that. Um, we, and also, it, I
3: think afterwards backstage, uh, Becky Lynch ran into Rhea Ripley and Lynch told Rhea that, you know, the belt needed her. You know, the belt that Rhea's holding needed Lynch. So that was a nice little, you know, dropping a nice hint there that Lynch and Rhea Ripley could be on the cards later in the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems like a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania match. Uh, waiting to happen, Becky and Rhea for sure Um, we did, like you mentioned Carmelo Hayes, he was obviously part of this episode having a match with Finn Balor uh, which obviously Finn won in the end I mean, I know sometimes people are kind of torn in the idea of bringing someone who's hot from NXT up and having them lose, but some people think it's good exposure, how did you think they handled this in terms of Carmelo getting a showcase, but also ultimately he couldn't win?
3: Well, as I said, I felt like Corbyn should have done, there should have been a distraction by Corbyn before Hayes was beaten. I think on the main roster, Hayes needs to tone down the, I wouldn't call it gymnastics, but he does a lot of aerials, some of which uh, have a tendency to be not that realistic. And I know that's his act, and I'm a fan of Hayes. I think he's really good. But I think he's going to have to tone that down slightly on the main roster, especially if he wants to go any higher than sort of mid card, because that's, you know, I think Ricochet does it better than him. So I think he's going to have to find a slightly different, more, you know, more sort of robust style with more sort of high impact, sort of ground based moves rather than lots of, you know, spying through the air where people just have to stand there and wait for him to land on them or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm a fan of Hayes. I think he's somebody who in time will get over because he can talk and he believes in himself. I mean, it's a different environment, of course, and there's more competition there. And he's had, you know, a really smooth ride in NXT. So it's going to be a test for him when he gets on the main roster. But I think he's going to be all right. You know, it seems that they like him. It seems they believe in him. And, you know, it's Kenny. If a wrestler believes that the company believes in him or her, then that's half the battle. They then believe in themselves because they know they've got the company behind them.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then elsewhere on Raw, we did have some more build to sort of Cody and Dom. We had Cody, yeah. <laughs> Cody yeah, and Damien Peace in the main event, and we the Dom Cody promo early in the show. Did you like how they did you like the promo between them early in the show?
3: Yeah, really funny. And Rhea and Dominic were out, and um, you know, Dominic kept saying welcome to Raw, and fans were just booed him. They basically booed him into submission. So Rhea had to take over, and then she was booed, and then Cody joined them. Uh, you know, Cody called Dominic Mysterio a scared little boy. Uh, Cody offered Dominic a free shot, and don you know, Dominic then approached him, but of course, didn't take it. And uh, Cody wanted to know if Dom was just mommy's little boy. So yeah, we know he's going to win this. Um, I think this is going to be a good mid card match for both. I think Cody will give Dominic quite a lot of offence. Rhea will be involved. Um, and it's, you know, yeah, there's, there's no, it would be completely crazy for Dominic Mysterio to defeat Cody Rhodes when we know that Cody's going to have a rematch. We brought Les now at SummerSlam. But so long as Dominic gets some offence, we know he's going to get a lot of heat. Then it'll be job done, you know, entertainment provided Everybody, everybody's story moves along in some way.
2: Yeah, I, I agree.
3: And I mean, it's a little sort of interlude, isn't it, for Cody? It's just to give him something to do, this feud, let's be honest.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
2: Yeah, and and that's kind of the main stuff from raw building to money in the bank. I mean, I will say, I think in terms of the build they've they've had, I mean, even just looking at it, if you've seen this on Twitter and stuff, but, you know, you've got Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins on TalkSport, like on their actual radio you know, channel, you've got Rhea Ripley on BBC Women's or something this morning. So that people are getting around. So there's they're, they're they're doing what hopefully you know AEW are going to do in August. That's what you know they should be setting up right now. Is going right, let's get Jerry. I know I joked about it, getting Jericho and Loose Women, which I would still love, by the way. I would still <laughs> love to see that or you know, Sting on Lorraine, like just you know, but you want to get the big names who people know. I mean, WWE are lucky that you know. Rhea Ripley's been doing press over here for like four years or something. So, yeah. you know, by now, she's not like a household name, but, you know, she's a name that if you're like a passing wrestling fan who who has watched WWE, you know who she is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I ho- hopefully this kind of stuff is what uh, AEW are going to do for All In when they're over in uh, September- August, late August. August, um, yeah.
3: I mean, I'd like Roman Reigns to do something as well. Yeah. I mean, um, hopefully I don- he probably won't be coming in until like, Tomorrow morning or something, so maybe you won't have time.
2: You but you end he, up on like BBC Breakfast or something, you know. Whatever the big gig is, they can get the big, yeah, the biggest he one.
3: Should be on that, representing the company. And if not Friday, then Saturday. You know, get yeah. him on Saturday morning. We know he's going to be there Friday. So I mean, this is a guy who can do some big appearances Saturday, and this is the person that people want to talk to because they can talk about the movies. We know he's really comfortable doing mainstream media interviews. You know, he's the main man. And uh, he's totally unflappable, and I just think it'd be great to see him on there. Actually, with Paul Heyman as well, I think that'd be fantastic. And maybe we solo and give Solo a bit of a rub. Yeah, so you remember back,
2: in the, the, you know back so in the day, you'd get them on live and kicking or whatever. Like you'd get
3: one. Yeah, just one more thing, Kenny, about a uh, Raw. Uh
2: huh.
3: And Natalia did a backstage interview. And she she said that she was still standing. I'm thinking maybe Elton John, there could be another
2: what <laughs> do you think, another wrestling crossover here? Well, there you go. Look, he's 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 duet, he's dueted with Dua Lipa and Britney Spears. Maybe Natalia is the next course, now he's retired. Exactly. Maybe I mean, you know, Glastonbury
3: was big, but I mean, you know, that one night comeback to play Natalia to the ring, that could be the pinnacle <laughs> of his career. <laughs>
2: I mean, judging by the way he was walking out to but I don't think he'll be doing much more walking, to be honest. But uh, we shall see. Um, I did want to bring up Jim Cornette quickly, Finn, because he um, obviously is very rarely complimentary about modern wrestling. But uh, he was very complimentary about someone in WWE calling him a genius. And he was talking about Rey Mysterio. So he said, "Ray is a genius in almost exclusively now. The heels open up strong on him so he can fight from underneath. Then he'll, get, he'll give them a move. And A tease of another move, but they'll shut him down. So he gives the fans a little bit at a time, but he's always fighting from underneath. Then finally, when he makes his big comeback, it's brilliant because he's smaller, he's older, he's a legend, but he's got the trademark moves and he knows how to put it, how to put it together. It's brilliant. Would you echo Jim's sentiments there? Is he is he on the money about Ray and kind of that different spin that he puts on it?
3: Um yeah I think he, I mean I think he absolutely is I mean it's just a shame that you know so fresh in mind is the uh you know debacle well it wasn't that bad but the match did fall apart with LA Knight last week um but I mean you know typically raised so good um I mean when you think back to the end of his run 2013 2014 I mean it was things did look grim there where he was getting booed as a babyface. And he needed to go away. He needed to go away and then come back. And he did. Got himself in shape again. And he's had this amazing career in really, over the last few years. I mean, the stuff he's done with his son has been amazing. I think it's really good that Dominic has moved on and is doing other things. I mean, they could have done more of Dominic and Ray, but they can always revisit that. I always felt like the blow-off should have been a mask versus hair match. And maybe that's what they'll do when Ray's ready to retire. Maybe Ray will unmask and that will be it. I don't know. But I just feel like there's still a, a, another match in that feud. But, yeah, Ray's really good. He knows exactly how to work with smaller wrestlers. Uh, sorry, with larger wrestlers because he's a smaller wrestler. I mean, he had a match. I'm sure he had a match on SmackDown last year with Gunter, didn't he? And I remember thinking that was
2: – Yeah. I mean, Gunter was best already best
3: getting best. over. But that just felt like one of those matches where people saw Gunter as this major player because he'd been in there with Ray. And Gunter, of course, is the you know, he's the antithesis of Ray. He's the big guy who knows exactly how to work with the smaller guy. So he knew exactly what to do. And I remember that just being, it was only a TV match, and they could have done more on a premium live event. But I remember just thinking that was just perfect for a TV match. And uh, yeah, Ray is just such a, you can see he does it all instinctively. And he knows exactly what to do when. And he didn't have to think about anything. And oftentimes when you watch wrestlers and you just look at them and you think, oh, no, you know, they're standing there, they're trying to work out what to do next. And in fact, we saw that with Ronda Rousey and Raquel Rodriguez on Raw. They had a match and there was just all this hesitation from Ronda where you can see she's just looking at Raquel and she's like, oh, no, what do I do next? And she's waiting for Raquel to give her the signal. But Ray just it's all just fluid and it all just happens. And that's the way it should be.
2: Yeah, and even, like, the, the storyline he did with Dominic, there's not, there's not a lot of people who are good at doing both. They're good at doing the in-ring stuff like the way Ray does, but also doing one of these long-term storylines that go That's on it. for months and months and months. What so, I loved
3: about that was the patience they showed, and yeah. Ray totally humiliated himself again and again and again, which is unusual for a babyface, and a lot of faces don't like that. They're like, I don't want to look like a fool, I don't want the heel to get one over on me, but I mean, it was the slow builder. You know, it started in September, ended just before WrestleMania. We've talked about this before, written about it. And it was just a guy who knew how to tell a long-term storyline. And a long-term, by its definition, a long-term storyline is something that's going to take a long time. So you can't just go to the finishing line on on week two. You've got to pace it. And if that means totally humbling yourself for months at a time you know, to make the payoff at the end even bigger, then do it. And it's like, you know, I think lots of people could learn so much from Rey Mysterio.
2: And then the last thing I wanted to ask you was about uh, Matt Cardona, who obviously is doing pretty well on, on, on the independent scene and stuff, but he was talking to Sam Roberts and he said this, um, he said about going to, you know, WWE or AEW. he said, I've not been in communication with anybody, they know my numbers, I would have a phone call with anybody, but I don't think I, I. don't know if I would go back to either big company right now. I feel like Steph DeLander and I are killing it right now. No matter how you define success, uh, I'm the most successful I've been in my career. So he does say that he kind of, you know, would, it, it would be cool to see his figure in shops again and wrestling the stadium. But I know we've talked about this before, but do you think for Cardona, because he, he's going to have to make a decision fairly soon on whether he's going to go back to WWE or he's going to go to AEW. Do you think he will work in a bigger company again in the in the gimmick that he's got now, or do you think that he would kinda of have to just go take the money and accept that he'd be on main event?
3: Um, I mean that well that would have to be a condition of signing the contract, wouldn't it? That he was going in there not as, you know, Zack Ryder or the character that people remember it because I mean he had that run, didn't he, in Impact? You know, that was okay but was not that amazing really. Um, and he's got more creative freedom, more flexibility to do his own thing on the independent circuit. And it sounds like it's working for him financially, which, you know, is good. I mean, maybe I'm sure he did very well financially in all his years in WWE. And maybe he didn't live at large. Maybe he was very careful with his cash, which, you know, everyone should be if they can. Certainly if they're, if they're doing well then in, in wrestling, you know, you never know how long this is going to last. So it's, you know, don't buy that expensive car. Don't buy, you know, don't blow the money on things that are going to massively depreciate. So I think he's been smart with his cash, the fact that he's not desperate to go back. Um, in some ways, you sort of would like to see him do something with Chelsea and maybe as a double act, they could get over. But then you just think of Scarlett and Carrion Cross, don't you? And you think, oh,
0: <laughs> you know, it I mean- might
3: end up like that, which is not benefiting anyone, not Cross, not Scarlett, and certainly none of their opponents. Um, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you would think at some point he's going to say, I'm going to sign this big contract because um, this could be my last big, big money contract. I want to do this now, and this is going to set me up. And then after three years with the big company, I'm going to be able to go and do indies occasionally. i can do the convention circuit again. There's going to be loads of money in that, and that's going to see me right for the next three to five years after that just as a part-time gig. But I mean, I don't think AEW really showed a whole lot of enthusiasm for him. when he. I know he was only there briefly, but I don't think he really would do well there if he went back to AEW. I just don't see a spot for him. And they've got so many people there who are not really doing that much now. So if I was him, I think I would probably say, I'm going to give WWE another go. I want to do something with Chelsea because let's face it, she could use... A helping hand right now, couldn't she, Kenny? I mean, she's going nowhere. And I'm gonna do a different character. And if they let me do this, you know, I've gotta come in there and have some assurances from them that they're gonna let me do something completely different. Not Zack Ryder again, because that was you know, that's just gonna be like a jobber, isn't it? Basically a glorified jobber after two or three weeks, it's gonna be a main event character. Then I'd probably give them a call if I was if I was wanting to go back to the mainstream. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I mean I think when he was in AEW, it just didn't fit. It just he, he kind of came in and he was Cody's pal, and uh, yeah, it didn't really fit. I think if he was to go back to WWE, it would be a big risk for him because you know they they don't tend to take very well that you go away and make yourself successful if they didn't deem that they wanted you to. Like with Drew, when he left, it, he left because they were like, "We want you to get your act together. We want you to, you know, get more serious and and, and all that." And then he did it, but. I th- yeah, I think if he went back, it would be a risk for him. But yeah, he's he's got a way up, doesn't he? He's got a way up. Is it worth having the money and doing the travel, kind of on their you know, on on their schedule rather than on his own? So yeah, uh, but I mean, think I think a lot of it would depend if they were willing to pay him
3: handsomely. Then that would show a commitment to him that yes, we want to use you. As more than a main event wrestler, we want to as you know as in not main event as in headline as in main event as in the show. you know weekend show hell type thing. Yeah. And um, actually, she's main event
2: on weekends, it's not on weekends anymore, is it? When is um, main event broadcast? Does anyone know? Uh, I I will try and find out. WWE main event broadcast. I think it drops on the network. Um, where it? When's it out? Main event is out on. Uh, oh my god. Uh, it's actually not on. I'll, I'll I'll try and find out where we're right, talking. Okay, well, anyway, we know main
3: event is this place where careers, if you're on main event, usually your career's in trouble. That's it's just that simple, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's so much product to watch now. How many people have got time to watch a main event as well? So, I mean, yeah, if Matt, Matt Cardona were, I mean, the fact if they were going to use him as Matt Cardona, that'd be a huge start. If they were to say, no, we want you to come back as Zack Ryder because that's whom everyone knows you as, I would just say, right, this is not going to work. You know, thanks, but no thanks. So if they can come to an arrangement on a new character and, you know, something different that could get over, then I think it would be worth the risk. But if not, if it's going to be like now, we want to bring you back as the guy that everyone knew you as, forget about it.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Um, And then, yeah, main event airs on a Thursday. Thursday.
3: So it's not a weekend
2: show anymore, but it's now a Thursday show. I mean, you're, I, think, I think if he is going to go back, he has to kind of say, it's not a Zack Ryder thing. It's me being the character I've kind of created in the Indies. So. Yeah. Um, which will be tough because obviously Matt Cardona is also his name. So there, there would need to be a sort of bit of, you know, they would need to sort of give him the, the invest in him that, you know, we're, we're going to let you use your real name, which is also yeah. your ring name. But we'll see. Um, and then very last question, very quickly, Finn, there are rumours about Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega doing their third rubber match at All In at Wembley. Do you want that to be the Omega match at that show?
3: Well, I think, I think so. I mean, the big winner will be Ospreay, who will be playing before a massive crowd in his home country. I'm sure he is itching to have that match. You know, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's just like, yes, sign me up. I'll work for free. Probably won't
2: <laughs> that, but,
3: you know, I mean, that's that would be enormous for him. Yeah, I think given the success of the match at Forbidden Door, um, I think that's I think that's the the place to do it. I mean, they've also announced as well. haven't they, Kenny All Out one week after All In, right?
2: Yeah, All Out is still going to be in this that that Labor Day weekend. I think it is. is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? Whatever one the one September is. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm
3: curious, I mean, they're putting out a lot of product right now, AEW, and they're going to have to be careful not to oversaturate, not to just, you know, wear themselves out, because, I mean, it's a lot of product, and that's two big shows on consecutive weekends, and I think that's going to be quite trying for all involved. Yeah, it's so, going to be um, a challenge.
2: But hopefully they do learn that if if they do osprey Omega 3, put it on last. <laughs> don't, put, don't put it on last. It on last. That, absolutely.
3: I, I think that should, I mean, I think, are they going to do, I mean, are they going to do like, I mean, like, obviously on Rampage, uh, sorry, Dynamite this week, it felt to me like that was the end of the Jericho versus Sting feud.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like Sting has got a one on one match with Jericho in him. It yeah. doesn't feel like that's, so, I mean, yeah. maybe you do a multi-man thing to, to retire Sting.
3: Yeah. But I mean, awesome. I think there was some people think, well, maybe it's going to be Sting versus Jericho at all in London. But to me, that felt like you know, last night on Dynamite <clears throat> in the Tornado match, that was it. That was the end of their feud. It doesn't feel like there's any more mileage left in it. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what Sting's gonna do there. But yeah, Osprey versus Omega, I think that would be a worthy headliner of the London show. And um yeah, it'd be great for great for Will Osprey to Main event show in front of, I mean, what it's going to be over 70,000, isn't it? Over 70,000 yeah. fans on the night. I mean, that would
2: just be colossal.
3: I mean, it's going to be colossal for Omega as well. I mean, that'd be the biggest show of his career as
2: well. Yeah, 100%. Well, we will see how it all goes, but uh, that's the whole time we've got for just now. The overrun will be up uh, if, uh, on Friday on Patreon, so tomorrow if you're listening on Patreon. Today, if you're listening on the main feed, so we hope you'll check it out. And say the com is where you can check out uh, our current issue with Seth Rollins on the cover um and which is now on sale which is now on sale on sale today the 29th of June so it'll be on sale on wh smith so if you want to go and pick it up for a sort of pre money in the bank read you can go do that um and yeah and also patrons how you can get more of us the uh, bad blood 2003 reviews up now which we did which we all hated having to watch that show cuz it was so rubbish but um <laughs> You know we we're onto the sing the single branded pay per views. So hell awaits us on a lot of a lot of the months. But
3: that's it, yeah. That's at least it we got each other. Wasn't just yeah, exactly. It wasn't just Nash and Foley and Triple H you went through hell. <laughs> it was Finn, Kenny, and Sondra.
2: <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for listening, everybody. I will talk to you soon.
1: If I